0: Hello, and welcome to the from martyr to magic podcast. I'm Shannon, your host. I'm a mother, a creative, a serial entrepreneur, I thrive on connection, growth, and good old soul conversations. This podcast is a place to have the discussions that help us navigate life, feel a little less alone. And of course, drop the martyrdom and step back into our magic. Welcome to the show. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. welcome back to the podcast it has been a long time and I did almost cancel today because I felt so busy but I also felt like it was really relevant to what we are talking about today um, about how why moms need hobbies and why you just have to book things in and do them because if not they will never happen because life always feels busy. Um, So I wanted to introduce my guest today. Angelisa Edwards is a mother of two and the founder, CEO and boss of Brat Babes, and also one of my besties. So welcome, Ange. Oh,
1: thank you. And thanks for the lovely intro for having me. And I must say, this is actually my first Interview, I guess. Podcast? Oh, fun! <laughs> well, that's good. So, yeah, this is a nice change of pace. Yeah,
0: right. You just get to sit back and don't have to think of any of the questions you're going to ask. So, do you right. want to introduce a bit about yourself, and then also maybe you can tell us a bit about Brat Babes and why you started it?
1: Yeah. So, like you mentioned, I'm a mother to two girls, and life is definitely busy. I love my sports. I grew up snowboarding in Saskatchewan out of all the places to snowboard. (laughs) But there are a lot of professionals that come out of Saskatchewan, let me tell you. So that's kind of where my passion for sports um, came to be was uh, snowboarding back in the day. And you could say I was a little bit obsessed with it. I did a lot of competitions and Moved out west. It was always a goal of mine to move to Whistler and be a snowboarder there. And um, things evolved. Things change. Life happens. (laughs) Uh, Found a partner and we had kids. And um, yeah, I guess we just evolved, changed our sports a little bit, and now we're here. (laughs) That's kind of why we started in squamish and then we tested out whistler for the year and then quickly realized that love whistler we absolutely love it but it just wasn't the place that we actually wanted to be in so yeah and then we just moved further up (laughs)
0: yes and they have an amazing property with like a dirt bike enduro park they can sled in their backyard like you guys have built quite like a dream I feel like it just suits you guys. Like when you lived in Squamish, you used to build like, I don't know, stuff to hit on your snowboard. And now you've kind of evolved that with your different sports and have created that again in Pemberton. Like it just fits you guys.
1: It's, it's so true. When we moved to Squamish, the first thing that we built at that house was a ramp down our deck. (laughs) So we built two snowboard boxes, the ramp, and then we would haul snow from the rink just to hit <laughs> those boxes. And it doesn't snow that often in Squamish. So we did a lot of truckloads of snow from the ice rink. Uh, and we did that often, like almost every night, maybe five times a week in the winter. Crazy. And, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and it's right. Or you're right. It's, you know, now that we moved out here, it's like we have built the ultimate playground, not only for the kids, but for us adults as well. And it's it t- definitely fuels my fire. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I feel like it definitely suits you guys. And I was going to say too like when we first met or when I kind of like first knew of you, I guess, like you did some modeling orb, like outerwear catalog and then you did some cool stuff with Nikita. So you kind of always been involved in like action sports and doing cool things like well since I've known you and I feel like since probably you've been in it you've been doing that
1: yeah oh man um kind of forgot about that a little bit but uh yeah you're right that was over oh gosh right (laughs) 15, 15 years ago um again as being a Saskatchewan snowboarder it has always been the dream to like be as impactful in snowboarding in some way, shape, or form. And there's a lot of great athletes out West. And just to be a small part of snowboarding in out here in the West has been um, incredible. You know, even though that was 15 years, that's something that I'm so proud of. And the, yeah, the modeling gigs that I got with um, Orb Clothing and Nikita has been like mind-blowing I still can't believe that that actually happened to this day so
0: yeah totally like I feel like it probably would have been on on your vision board you know like it's like those dreams that like most people don't get and you were
1: able to feel like you're the kind of person who makes stuff happen (laughs) you know and you were right I um I if I have so many journals of I guess, like my vision journals, Um, I would cut out newspaper or not newspaper, but um, magazine Snowboard Canada, any snowboard women's snowboard magazines, I would cut those things up and I would put down like what I wanted, the tricks that I wanted to do, the brands that I wanted to work with or collaborate with, you name it, I had it all in there and Orb was on there and Nikita and I should actually pull those out just to like prove a point to myself and everyone else. (laughs) Totally. And I feel
0: like to kind of like segue into Brat Babes, you've kind of done that again, right? Like I feel Mm -hmm. like you are doing that again with like maybe brands you want to work with or you what you want like Brat Babes to look like or what kind of tricks you want to be able to do on your dirt bike. Like you're kind of still doing it, right? Like just in a new version.
1: Yeah, I've definitely... I I relate my sport or, you know, sledding and dirt biking a lot to snowboarding. And um, I, I guess maybe I built up some type of drive (laughs) again, maybe obsession, but I really love challenging, challenging myself in new ways. I don't know if that makes sense, but for example, like jibbing the park, I am a park rat or used to be, that's all I would do. I'd hike, And session rails handrails over and over again and that just made me feel really good I guess and so now I'm bringing that over into dirt biking uh, especially because I have this enduro park that we built in our backyard and just sessioning obstacles over and over again is I guess bringing those feelings back of satisfaction maybe Mm -hmm. um uh, drive and just motivation. Like I can feel myself progressing, and it's kind of addicting, <laughs> and it's just a lot of fun for me, for sure.
0: Yeah, totally. I feel like it's the progression that you can see. Like you said, it's super satisfying, and it's like exciting to be like, shit, we can do still, like still do stuff and get better, and stuff we didn't think we could do now we're doing or it's just really satisfying. I think it's like important to have something like that in your life.
1: Um, Cause it feels good. Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, I don't want to just call out all moms, but I definitely believe that moms need a hobby or something to look forward to. It, doesn't necessarily have to be sports it could be you know sewing it could be getting out for coffee whatever it is you know I believe that spending some time with yourself learning something new challenging yourself is so good for your soul
0: yeah and that's what I was like trying not to like thinking about recording this episode because I'm like everyone's experience and What they like and what their situation is like is going to be so different, and like their comfort levels of like leaving their kids, or if you have babysitters or whatever it is. So it's not to say you only have to do it one way, but like you said exactly, like finding something that you enjoy. I would say that has nothing to do with your kids. Like Mm -hmm. it's just for you. Mm -hmm. It's like a selfish thing that you enjoy. Um, I like have hobbies that aren't sports but I would say that if you're like thinking about doing a sport I would like highly recommend it because I feel it gives you like a sense of power or I don't know like it just kind of we grew and some of us like well either pushed a baby out or had it cut (laughs) out of us but like you know we can do hard things and then you kind of get I don't know if it's your experience but like I just was like in the humdrum of life and you kind of forget like that you can do badass things, that you are strong, that you can build your body back up, that you're capable of stuff you don't like you wouldn't think you could do. And I think there's like a real sense of power um, that comes from it and can kind of like trickle into every part of your life. And I think it also can
1: help you be a better mom and like your kids seeing that too yes 100% and I also think too you know even though we are going out and doing these things for us you know Mm -hmm. um, and we're doing it either with friends um, but the cool thing too what I'm noticing now is yes I started out dirt biking shortly after I had Stella sledding shortly after I had Stella and now that Stella's eight years old um, my second uh, youngest, she's three, and we're able to do these things together. So mm-hmm. it's it started out as um, a place and space for me, but has now grown into one of my favorite days is spending time with my family doing these sports as well. I love my time as well. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, You know, my favorite moments in time is doing these sports with them. Oh, my gosh. It like swells my heart. I absolutely love it.
0: I think, too, it's, like,
1: cool. There's a difference between being
0: that mom who just supports the kid in doing what it is. Mm-hmm. And, like, I pride myself that I can, like, kickstart their bike and pick it up. And I can figure out how to start it. And I can obviously not give a ton of tips, but they're, like, pretty beginners, So I can help. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, cool to be able to be, like, hey, I fall down all the time. Like, <laughs> You're yeah. going to be okay. Get Like, we can actually do it from experience. And they also... I feel like kids pick up a lot of what you do, like what they see as opposed to what you tell them. So they're like, seeing you do things or seeing you smiling or having fun doing these activities. And I think that kind of rubs off on them too. Right? It's so cool. And like, you get to kind of see them progress too. I don't know, like, Obviously, like certain things aren't going to be like as terrifying, depending like what the hobby is. But like, mm-hmm. I don't I think you can speak to like dirt bike watching your kids <laughs> dirt bike is definitely slightly anxiety fueling. Um or your husband letting your three year old <laughs> drive by herself., that's yes. so funny. <laughs> um, but like it's scary, but it's so cool to watch them also do something hard and like get the confidence and keep going.
1: Yeah, it's um, this, I would say this summer spring summer, fall has been the biggest reward in progression for both girls now yes least she is three years old but for stella um dirt biking seeing her progress on her dirt bike to riding you know an electric gas gas that's probably an equivalent to maybe a 65 um and then her gas gas um isn't working so it's in the shop and it's been in the shop for a few months and she hopped onto a 110 and that kind of blew me away it definitely gave me a lot of anxiety <laughs> watching her at the track at the kids track but she did awesome and it was as if like nothing changed you know like it's a heavier bike she fell off of it but she still attempted to lift it up herself and um yeah it's it's pretty cool to see
0: yeah yeah that was a huge one for her like it's mm-hmm. a big bike like my son's too nervous to ride that and- Stella just hops on and goes (laughs) for it. Like, it is
1: impressive. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun watching them progress.
0: So what would be your tips for moms wanting to find
1: a hobby? That's a good question. I, hmm, okay, I guess, how am I going to answer that? You know, what's interesting is actually I've had a few new dads um so my brother's friends they're all having kids now and i saw them actually in mexico for my brother's wedding and a couple of them you know were asking like how did i get into sledding how did i get into dirt biking they love seeing it and they wish that their partner wife girlfriend would get into something because all all that they Not that they see their wife not doing anything like they're obviously looking after a child, but they really want their wife partner to get out of the house to enjoy themselves. You know, like Mm -hmm. it's so easy for new moms to feel like I need to stay in this space. You know, like, yes, there's a little one dependent on you, and babies tend to, you know, latch on to moms. And there's no problem if you feel that you need to be with baby 247, you know, so be it. But it's, I think, taking time, whether it's even just going for a walk on your own. whatever it is, just spending a little bit of time. It could be 15 minutes, you know, 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be long, but just getting, removing yourself from something that depends on you so much. Because I found that I was losing myself. Mm -hmm. You know, when we transition from like doing whatever it is that we want to do with no responsibility whatsoever to then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I have this little thing that I got to look after 24 seven. Who am I? Like I I love being a mom and I love that I gained that title, but I wanted more. I knew that I was more than just a mom. Like I wanted to still be me and feel me again. I guess that's, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I guess my tip would be like, baby's going to be fine. You know, when you're ready to just like get out and start exploring and figuring out what it is that you enjoy doing, do something that seriously sparks joy. Again, Mm -hmm. it could be sewing, it could be knitting, it could just be going out for coffee. It could be, you know, walking, (laughs) whatever. It doesn't always have to be sports oriented, but Um, like you mentioned, I highly recommend getting into a sport because it's a lot of fun when you do it with friends and family or your partner.
0: Yeah, like even like how you were saying, even if it's just like 15 minutes, because it's kind of like, it feels like you have absolutely no time. It's like sometimes even just getting your partner to like, you know, take over for like 15 minutes, half an hour, maybe Mm -hmm. you can schedule it in or ask Mm -hmm. for Your parents or get a babysitter or do like when your kid's a little bit older you can do like a kid swap where you take someone else's kid and then vice versa so you can each just have some free time to do something um and I was gonna say too like follow the yeses like I know Mm -hmm. I've been trying to do that more like say yes to more and I think you have kind of been I feel like you went on a bit of a yes tear like Mm -hmm. a while ago right like (laughs) yeah Doing things that maybe don't even make sense or seem silly or frivolous. Like, we didn't need to dirt bike. We didn't, you know, you don't need to go to coffee with your friend or have a glass of wine, but like, you, I feel like you just come back so much better. Mm -hmm. Um, How was your year of yeses or your little, are you still doing that? That's
1: so funny that I haven't been practicing lately, but maybe I have been saying yes a lot. but definitely when I started, uh, so I wrote out for January for 2022 that I wanted to start saying yes to a lot of things. So within that month, things were popping up. Like I had, I don't know if it was like Instagram ads that were popping up, like <laughs> tattoos, Um flower subscription uh like and they were all local in Pemberton uh and then I said yes to getting two bunnies (laughs) um so I definitely remember that uh within those first three months of 2022 there was a whole lot of yes oh planning a girls trip yep even though it was gonna be winter for dirt biking um you know just made it happen that's something that uh I wanted to do and yeah I don't know I feel like I guess my year has been filled with yeses and and you know having fun with it doing that
0: Capra 30 by 30 run and yeah Jeff who I'm running with she's like I'm just trying to say yes to more things and then because we were talking about I was saying that I'm still on the fence but I I really want to enter a dirt bike race but like so freaking nervous um Mm -hmm but I was like, I have said yes to more things. I was at Walmart and there was a really impractical sparkly pair of high heeled boots. I said yes to them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know right? what I'm going to wear, them, but I was like, I signed up for roller skating lessons. So I'm like, I think I'm, you know, yes. but it, and it like, sometimes like mine seemed to be super silly. And like yours, your few months was hilarious. You're like, I got finger tattoos and then I have this flowers sh- and then I got bunnies like, but yeah. it's, just finding like you said things that spark joy and bring some light and mix it up and add something because it definitely is that like mundane kind of groundhog day over and over again if you don't make time for yourself or say yes to things or you know challenge yourself a bit or have some
1: fun yeah and as actually that um just uh, sparked something I am still reading, actually, uh, Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's a book that I absolutely love and it's taken me forever to finish it. (laughs) But he does mention about how we live, we're always living in the future. You know, we're always, we're doing things that are built in from like getting up in the morning, making that coffee, you know, whatever our routines are, we're actually living in the past. So when we start to switch it up is actually when we start to realize that we're living in the present moment. So by saying those, yes, it's going to steer you off course. And then all of a sudden you're going to get a little bit, not upset about it, but it's going to steer you off on this like path where you're so used to the same things over and over again, that it kind of interrupts your day. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, and it's all of a sudden it's either it's going to be thrilling, annoying or upsetting or you're excited about it. But it's just, it's funny how we can be on course for so long and not even know about it and living in this past where we should really be doing things a little bit different every single day just to steer us off course in a way. Yeah. Know that, that, makes sense. You
0: know, that Cause you're kind of living on autopilot, right? Like exactly thinking of it and don't feel bad that book took you so long. It's intense. Like I I listened to the audio and I haven't listened to all of it. It's a lot to like copy like to integrate and comprehend, but it's so yeah. interesting and science-based, which I love, but yeah. Yes. It, and that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like then you wonder why you feel stuck or uninspired Mm -hmm. or kind of like ho-hum about life. And it's like, but you're just doing the same thing over again and then you're not even making a choice to do that, you're just Mm -hmm. doing it. And then it's like this stuck energy where if like you say yes to something, you kind of mix it up and you might be a bit nervous or a bit scared or been like, oh shit, why did I do that? But like even nervous or like, not so great energy is still something different like I still think that's a good thing to kind of shock yourself or that's a bad word but like more just excite like nervous excitement I guess Mm -hmm. something to like mix it up
1: and you know if if there are you know new moms or moms that are listening to this podcast and they haven't quite found their hobby or something that they can do for themselves just start trying stuff Mm. like you know pottery classes or like craft nights or you know like try things that maybe you wouldn't necessarily try go for it if you try it don't like it you don't need to do it again but like move on to the next thing you know whether have you maybe you want to try mountain biking or maybe you want to try you know do biking sledding all these things you know like just give it a try but if yeah. you are going to try dirt biking or sledding, I would say give it at least like five tries. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. You're going to hate it in the beginning. Or yeah. you might love it. But I know it's a it's a love hate relationship for sure. Yes, I agree on both. Yeah,
0: I would say I think that's great advice, though, to try a whole bunch of stuff and like some stuff. You're still going to be happy you did it or you're like, Mm -hmm. well, I tried that and now I know I'm not going to be like a potter or make amazing like coffee mugs or it's just not my destiny. But like, at least, you know, yeah. and then try something and eventually you will just find something that really lights you up and you're like, this is my thing. And then kind of a segue to it, too, is which I think I found with you is it kind of ticks off like if you're doing a hobby a nice part is a lot of times it doesn't have to be all the time but like a lot of times you can tie in doing it with someone and then you're like Mm -hmm. getting out to do something and then you're also ticking the socializing box which is important and you're just socializing less once you have kids because you don't have as much time um and then also I feel like you meet lots of different people like I feel like um I got, well, get to hang out a lot with you. And then I feel Mm -hmm. like we've met a lot of people dirt biking. And it's like Mm -hmm. a lot of different people that I probably wouldn't have met any other way. And it's neat to have those friendships or to have different groups of people you hang out with or people kind of that inspire you to do
1: something else. Um, Yeah, would you say that? Yes, 100%. And I actually just had this conversation with, a few girlfriends of mine that do not have kids. And it was a conversation where they wanted to do more outside of their sports with their friends. And I found it quite interesting because, you know, they like to meet up, whether it's for coffee or going out for dinner afterwards and after sledding or dirt biking. And I I was very honest with them. And I said, honestly, you know, I don't get out very often. <laughs> and when I do get out, my favorite times are spending my dirt bike trail ride or whatever it is, whether we're sessioning at enduro parks or we're in the backcountry snowmobiling. like Those are my favorite moments with friends because we can stop, we can chat, and then we can continue on and get our throttle therapy in. And, uh, you know, when I broke it down that way and I was saying that to a few of my friends, they were like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. You know, I had some great conversations. I know you and I, we have like soul filled chats in the Mm -hmm. trails, in the bush, in the forest. (laughs) (laughs) We let it all out and then we hop back on our seats and we just give it gas. You know what I mean? And how good does that feel? Yeah. I feel so like after I ha- spend those moments with, you know, you and friends out doing these sports that ground me, I, I come home with the biggest smile on my face. That's yeah. just that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like that's because I feel like we stop
0: a bit mm-hmm. um, to chat. Like there's yeah. always like breaks in between. So you do get that catch up, but it's like socializing physical activity something that's challenging outdoor time forest bathing time like I feel like for me it checks so many boxes and again it does not have to be it's not like trying to convince everyone to dirt bike but I'm just gonna say that's why I love it because it checks so many things in one box Mm -hmm. and like some of the adventures like soul talks and then also like pee your pants laughing slash oh getting yes. stuck or <laughs> ducking yes. things are you flying off into the bush or like whatever yeah we ends up happening or someone hooks their bike up in a tree or like you're just like dying laughing or like actually having to use your brain being like how the fuck are we gonna
1: get out of this or things break off and like when you are put in those positions like if we don't have you know, Kenny or Lee around or any other of our guy friends around, like, we really have to hone in on our skills on our, I guess, technology, or physics, let's say that, like, try to figure out how to get ourselves out of really sticky situations. You know, we're not well, I'm not capable of lifting 400 pounds or 250 pounds. (laughs) You know, that's quite hard for me to do. So when we do that together, you know, we're really, I guess, showing our skills and that we can do heavy or can do hard things. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I feel like that's like the part that I really like about it is that it is
1: challenging. So that would be
0: My other advice is like maybe as you because it's a lot harder at the beginning and you're sleep deprived Mm -hmm. and it's probably not the Mm -hmm. best time right away to do things if you haven't done them. But like as you kids get a little bit older and you kind of have more time, I would also suggest at least trying. And like you said, Mm -hmm. more than once, Mm because you're not going to be good at anything right away or unless you're like there are those like rare like gifted people but like for the most part it's gonna suck before it gets better but it's like again I think it just gives you that power back like you trust in your body you know you encouraged me to go to the gym and I was really motivated to get stronger to be able to lift my bike by myself and like to get muscular and so it's kind of had all these like ripple effects for me where I I want to get stronger and then you know, like it all kind of feeds together, but like, I don't know, it just makes you feel like you can do, you can handle stuff. Like we can handle, if it goes wrong in the woods, we can handle it. If stuff goes wrong at work or at home, or I just feel like it kind of instills that feeling of self-trust back in you or something. Yes. You know?
1: Yes. Or just maybe even just like feeling yourself again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Totally. I, that's, I- yeah that is a Mm -hmm. good point because it does like it changes you a bit and your Mm -hmm. body gets different and Mm -hmm. you don't have time and you're maybe feeling like you're not looking so fresh and perky Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. totally and then also I feel like a good point is like I feel like everyone's like oh I want to get my body back to like pre-kids or I want to get back to pre-kid me and I kind of want to say there is no, you are a different mm-hmm. person after you have kids and mm-hmm. you're not going back there. And so it's more just learning how to embrace and feel even better in this, like feeling yourself as this like new version and like seeing the goodness and the strength in it instead of trying to get back. Cause I'm like, she's gone. She gone. Like yeah. she left with her like Sunday brunches and child free ins. Like that life right. is, is
1: gone. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, it's about evolving and adapting. Yes. And it's, it's always changing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What have been maybe some of challenges right now? And like, what have been some of your solutions that you find? Like, what have been things you've been finding hard? And then what are kind of solutions you've found to things to make it better
1: oh yeah so challenges as of right now I guess maybe a little bit of last year and now Um, challenge is not having a, a reliable sitter not having family around we live about 30 minutes outside of our hometown which is Pemberton and Not a lot of people want to drive out this way. I am finding that if Kenny and I want to ride, we have to schedule it, you know, two weeks in advance. And again, not having daycare or childcare or again, these sitters, it is very hard for us to get out. So one thing that we've adapted or I guess evolved with um, is again, we've created an enduro park so now we get to have the kids around and kenny and i can burn some gas and hit some features together and that has been a lot of fun now we're not hitting trails (laughs) Um, but this has been something that we're connecting with that we're progressing with and you know he's been helping me he's coach Kenny yeah (laughs) always has been even in my snowboarding days um you know he's uh I, I love riding with him and just to be able to do that with him has been so great um snowmobiling it's a a huge struggle to get out in the mountains we have um you know backcountry riding out here so Lots of avalanches, steep terrain, um, very technical terrain, actually. And it's something that I don't feel very comfortable going on my own all the time with friends. Like, I love having Kenny around because there are a lot of consequences, you know, out there. I actually ran into a bit of a scary moment. Not that we were... uh, unsafe but we weren't able to we were a- up in the back country we weren't able to get back home on time and we had a babysitter and she had to leave by 6 p.m. and we knew that we wouldn't be home and she was so adamant of leaving and we couldn't find anyone to replace her until we found um, Kenny's co-worker actually had to come in and look after our girls until we got home and at that time, I had a panic attack and I was stuck in the backcountry. It was just a very technical area for me. So it just took me a very long time to get out. And um, we didn't get home until like nine that night. And I just felt like such an unfit mother. I couldn't believe that I put myself in a situation where I couldn't come back. And um, I know these are things like are so out of my control, but it just didn't make me feel good. So ever since then, I I feel like I've built up a little bit of anxiety that I'm worried that I'm not going to get home on time, especially if we have a sitter planned. I'm scared that they're not going to wait for me to get home. Right. So that has been quite interesting. It's something that I've been tackling, I guess, all last year is just getting out. I have a, you know... A, Good girlfriend. She takes me out. We're super safe. And she knows my um, anxiety levels. And she, you know, reassures me uh, most of the time. And we're not doing anything crazy. But again, you're still in the backcountry and anything can happen. Avalanches can come and go and all of that. So I would say that that's been my challenge and how I'm adapting. Well, or I guess how am I solving that? Um, it's still taking some time, but again, having the space in our yard to just rip around on our sleds with the girls has been, again, filling my heart and my soul because I'm doing it safely and I'm here with them. I'm not mm-hmm. putting myself into any type of danger and <laughs> yeah, and I'm not trying to def- you know deter people from trying sledding like I absolutely love getting out there it's just that was just a moment in time where it made me realize that I need to make smarter decisions or maybe even finding somebody that's a little bit more reliable when it comes to looking after our children when I am putting myself at a high risk of a sport
0: right yeah and for anyone who's listening who isn't from like the west like it's not like flat sledding like it's backcountry mountain sledding the machines are massive it's you can't really I mean it's really hard to lift them up yourselves like it's a more of a team effort digging yourself out like it's definitely an intense sport I would yes. say um, yes
1: it's it's funny actually somebody was listening to my podcast from Austria. And she messaged me and she's like, okay, you guys keep talking about snowmobiling, sledding. I had to Google it because I have no idea what this sport is all about. And all I can say, it is a sport that is probably the hardest sport out there. The most challenging, but also the most rewarding. So Brat Babes, I started this, I guess, organization, not a club, but just a meetup. For snowmobilers that were similar to me, I had, you know, Stella, I think she was one at the time and we, Kenny and I purchased our snowmobile, actually, that was supposed to be our honeymoon gift Um, or honeymoon. Yeah. So we spent that money on getting a snowmobile and, you know, he would, we would get out and we would snowboard, yada, yada, yada. But we ended up leaving the snowboards behind and just taking up the sled And then all of a sudden it became this new challenging sport that I was really getting into. And I thought, oh, if I could figure out how to ride this machine in the backcountry, in the gnarliest terrain, like how cool would it be to get some of the sickest lines on my snowboard? Well, (laughs) that, you know, quickly changed and I kind of stopped snowboarding. And then I had uh, Stella and then I kind of fell into that place where I lost myself I couldn't didn't know what to do didn't know who I was anymore and I kind of went back to sledding and took a couple clinics and I thought you know what I want to better myself in sledding like I just want to challenge myself so brat babes kind of sparked up to be and it was just basically a day for me to meet other women who just wanted to get out to learn how to unload their snowmobiles from their trucks and load them up again. We could just stick to the trails, maybe go to a safe zone, like a little bowl, and just work on skills, like popping up your skis, like getting on one ski, counter steering, all these things. And so that's kind of how Brat Babes started, was just like a social ride, basically. And I would put it together once a month and that was kind of like a self-care day for me. It was something that I would look forward to. And then again, meeting more women and that's when kind of that spark came to be of like the whole, you know, snowboarding from jibbing parks and working on myself and sessioning things. It carried over into then sledding and meeting people and just working on those drills um, kind of funny how that works. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, over the time. So Brat Babes has been going for five years now, which is hard to believe. Whoa, I know. Um, and then with the pandemic, I've, I tried to um, figure out new innovative ways of connecting women together and that was, you know, online. So I would host Throttle Talks every Tuesday where mm-hmm. I'd interview women athletes and I wanted to start interviewing athletes that weren't like at professional level. Like I did I did interview professional athletes, but I wanted to know more about, you know, other women that were getting into these hard sports. So Mm -hmm. it was for Snowmobile and Dirt Bike Enthusiasts. And then um, so that was two years doing that every Tuesday or every second Tuesday. And then I also created digital women's only Snowmobile and Dirt Bike magazines. So rather than, you know, meeting up for social rides, since we weren't allowed to, I decided to bring everyone together by doing these Throttle Talk lives and by the magazines. And yeah, and that's kind of where it's at right now. <laughs> We're yeah, still I, doing that. <laughs> I think it's important, though. And like, I think it's
0: grown a lot. But like, wouldn't you say like kind of two things just to note, mm-hmm. these sports are not I don't want to say they're not designed for women. Mm-hmm there aren't as many women by a long shot in them, especially sledding. Mm -hmm. You don't get a smaller sled. So you're like, Ange, how tall are you?
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, according to my phone, I'm four foot 11.75. Okay.
0: So (laughs) she is riding the same size sled, essentially, as my husband, who's six foot, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you just think about that and how much and so I feel like, that was a big part too, is like, there just was no representation. There was no inspiration. Like you need to see other, like to believe it's done. You kind of need to see someone else that you can relate to doing it. So like seeing other women, do something or ride well or show different tips because it's also different for us. We have to do mm-hmm. different things to get these giant machines. And dirt biking's a little bit different because you can start on a smaller bike and work your way up. But like Ange and I now are on full size bikes, like the same that men would ride. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just more like it's more for us to like lift a 250 pound bike or to pop it up or whatever. So it, I think that was like such a cool thing too. And obviously we've seen motorsports industry like the women that are in it now and the amount of like content and
1: YouTubes and
0: inspiration but like I feel like that was a big thing too and you were
1: kind of on the forefront of that because there wasn't a lot right there was nothing so I started sledding uh, I kind of lost count but I would say maybe even going on nine years now and Mm -hmm. when we when I first when we first bought our snowmobile within that year, I was like, there's just, there's no way, there's no way that I can get this sled to pop up on its ski. I, I took clinics and I would get these tidbit information of like things that I had to do to like set up my, or customize my snowmobile. And I just thought, where can I learn more about this? Where? Like there was nothing online. There was no websites, no forums, nothing for women short women's letters, or women's letters in general. And that was another thing too that I struggled with. And I actually put on snowmobile setup nights at dealerships Mm -hmm. in, you know, Vancouver, we went to GVP in, oh, where are they? Um, Yeah, Chilliwack. Um, We put on so many events on snowmobile setups for women. And we would go over all of the different accessories that you can do for to customize your snowmobile for you, you know, like we're all built differently. And that I'm such an advocate for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially I do have a YouTube channel. And I talk a lot about that. You know, I talk about an extreme low profile seat for my snowmobile, like I have the shortest legs. So Mm -hmm. when I'm hopping from side to side, my feet get caught on a regular seat. So when I went down to a an extreme low-profile prof- seat, I was able to jump so much quicker without any hang-ups. Mm-hmm. You know, it's those little things, those little investments that can make your rides so much better. And that carries over into dirt biking as well. Um, as you mentioned, we, we're on full-size bikes, and I was very intimidated to move up from a kid's bike to an adult bike. Um, they're scary and they're Mm -hmm. heavy and I have weak knees because of sled or snowboarding. And um, I just have the fear of that dirt bike landing on my bad knee and me buggering it up again. So I'm lowering, you know, learning all these things on how to lower your bike, you know, again, the low profile seat, moving your bars, having different bars, you know, all these different setups can make such a big difference when it comes to your skills and your writing and like adjusting it to shorter or, you know, like what works for you to kind of, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I've tested and tried a lot of things. Right. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, I, and I just love to share it because I don't think there are a whole lot of people that maybe are my, my size or my height. Mm -hmm. Um, there are a few, but you know, I get actually I get a lot of um kids <laughs> like kids parents asking me right. questions uh which is it's comical but also very interesting and um I love it like you know if it's going to help their son or daughter to ride like amazing at least somebody's like getting, gaining that information and doing something about it you know
0: yeah Totally. And I'll get you to link or like, you can say all your pages at the end. Cause I think mm. you should definitely check out andrea's YouTube and Instagram and yeah. the magazines and all the good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I also think it's like really important, like what you did and just following, I find it for the gym. I find it for dirt biking for anything I want to do. I think it's so important to follow people that inspire you but that you Mm -hmm. feel you can see yourself in you know where they're like Mm -hmm. okay well they're way ahead of me but they're kind of the same size you know and you're Mm -hmm. like okay if they can do it I could probably get there or if that girl can build all this muscle like I don't really have an excuse like what are you know I I think it's so important to have someone to listen to to what they've done to switch things just to get inspired and to see that like we can do these things that it really is possible. um, And just spark some of that inspiration.
1: Yeah, I am definitely I strive off of inspiration and motivation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I feel like that's the only thing that gets me going or like keeps me doing the things that I do. So You're right. Like I I use Crystal Loves Moto a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. She's five foot two. So is Meg's Brab, which are, you know, professional dirt bikers. Five foot two on big, big bikes. And, you know, just seeing them toss around these bikes and they do put a lot of hard work into it. And you can see that even though they don't post a whole lot of their behind the scenes or background, you know that they're putting in the work, whether it's in the gym, their nutrition or whatnot, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just, it's inspiring for me. It's motivating and um, it just, yeah, it feels good. It feels good to have, you know, people to I guess look up to learn with. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I yes. learn so much, or we'll kind of like you'll send me
0: a video, and we're like, okay, we're gonna work on that, or you know, but like and it's cool. yeah. Oh geez, <laughs> let All me tell days. you, they are yeah. not as easy as they look, people. No. Wheelies. Mm-hmm but they are lots of fun learning. Mm -hmm. So funny, but yeah, like just having those people to look up to. I also wanted to loop back. I just made a note, Mm -hmm. just something I thought to worth mentioning when you were telling that story about kind of getting stuck. Cause I find this a little bit too, just in any of the hobbies, like say you're in running or like ask for in like sledding or dirt biking or whatever you're doing, especially if it's more like a sport I do find I've had to shift my perspective a little bit about noting if people have kids or not, not Mm -hmm. to discriminate, but to give myself a little bit of grace, because I think when we're like you and me and you are motivated and you are striving and you're kind of getting off by like progression and pushing ourselves, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be a bit disheartening because we might not be able to get out as much and we do have more responsibilities and time is more limited. Um, There's just more stuff going on sometimes than someone who doesn't have kids and I think just sometimes reminding ourselves that and just like doing the best we can, or at least all to speak for myself. I just have to do that sometimes. Or even like you were saying with time constraints, mm-hmm. just like you mentioned, like riding with people who are aware that you have to be back or that you feel comfortable with, that they're kind of on the same page that you get back in time or that you're safe because we do have kids to take care of, um, or jobs to get to, or whatever, we have a bit more kind of relying on us that we're setting ourselves up and being okay with that. And that's fine. Like we, you know, and you'll just find your crew that like accepts that. um, And it's not always going to be everybody.
1: I, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because Again, realizing maybe it's just where I'm at in life, and maybe it's because I'm a little bit older, maybe I'm a little bit wiser. Um, but you know, really surrounding yourself with people that do understand, that understand mm-hmm. and respects the time. Um, I, that's one thing that I've noticed is it—it's a time frame, you know. Like again, sitters they have other lives going on too. And they have other plans and schedules. And so when I, you know, when I was put myself in that situation, not that I was planning on getting stuck in this one area, but, um, you know, always having like a backup plan or um, being with people that can help you no matter what you know what the case is and I'm so happy that I had Kenny there and I actually had my good friend Steph there Steph is also a badass letter oh my gosh she sends it off of 70 foot cliff drops in Crazy. the country. um so good so tech she's very technical and I feel so safe with her so usually it's her and I that goes out riding together and we both have a time limit mm-hmm you know, she has two boys as well, uh, around the same age as my girls. So, um, and I'm not saying like, I love going out riding with my um, non kid friends as well. But, you know, it's just, it hits different, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe that's what I'm trying to say. It hits different, because I am relying to be back home safely. And I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. And having that comfort knowing that Everything's going to be okay. Just coming home at the end of the day and seeing the girls, seeing Kenny is, it's just so much better than, you know, having a panic attack and being stuck. Yeah, yeah totally.
0: Yeah. Just having your crew that understands. Mm-hmm. And I actually did have a an incident where Steph was on the ride, and she did have to, my sled had broken down, and something else had happened, I can't even remember what else happened that day, there was just a bunch of things, a small Mm -hmm. avalanche, there was a bunch of stuff, there was a lot
1: of stuff that went wrong, yeah,
0: yeah, that was like a bit, and then it was getting dark, and I was having to get towed out, and anyways, and she was so wonderful, and then just at a certain point, she's like, I gotta go, my kids need me, yeah, because she she was still she was still breastfeeding like she had like a new baby yeah and so it's just being and it was like yeah totally like go um and it all worked out and everyone got out but it's just you know we probably should have left earlier it's just Mm -hmm. being like you said with a crew that um everyone's just on the same page of like what the ride or day is gonna look like Mm -hmm. and and then I feel like for me too is just also not beating myself up if people are getting like I don't know, like a hundred days in or getting all this riding in. And sometimes like, I'm just not going to be able to ride as much, but I really like it when I'm out there and I make an effort, you know, like it's just having those expectations are different and it just enjoying it for what it is. instead of,
1: you know, comparing yourself to people who have different lives. Comparison is the thief of joy. And I can't agree with you anymore because it's so easy to get wrapped up in that. And like you said, we all have different responsibilities and unfortunately, not unfortunately, but like our responsibility is like our kids' family is number one. Sports can come, whether it's second or, you know, however many down the line. Um, But, you know, we need to just put in the time when we can. and. I also want to just say if you're getting out once a week, amazing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, if it's totally two weeks, great. You know, don't push yourself like you need to feel like you need to get out every day because that's not realistic. You need to be realistic when it comes to motherhood, to be honest, you know, yeah. and planning, scheduling, scheduling and planning have been like my thing. And if I can't, you know, schedule or book things like I just can't ride last minute yeah it just doesn't work for me
0: and I will attest and just really good at scheduling stuff (laughs) but it's also good because then you have it in the books like sometimes it's hard probably more for sledding like Mm -hmm. because it's weather dependent for sure for the most part if you schedule it and like you like to book trips like having something in the books to do ahead you have something to look forward to and chances are it's going to happen if you book it. Okay. I'll just ask you one more question because we have small children who need snacks. What is one thing you're looking forward to this winter? And then if you can just let everyone know where to
1: find you on all of the things. And yeah. Uh, One thing that I'm really looking forward to, well, it just snowed here actually um, and I didn't think I was looking forward to winter until the snow hit. So one thing that I've been working on since November 1st is relaxing, releasing and recovery. My body needs it. And what I'm looking forward to is just slow moving days and giving myself all of the, you know, the space that it needs to recover, to repair my muscles, um, and just do a lot of stretching and not to push myself because I felt like with dirt biking there for a little bit, I was pushing myself quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Again, just having the enduro park here in my backyard, um, just giving myself like a little bit of a mental break from separation from, I guess that with that sport. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to just bombing around in the yard. And if I can get up into the backcountry, great. But also if I can't, can't make it work, can't find sitters, I am okay with it as well, which is the first time I've ever felt acceptance. Yeah. (laughs) And um, like I mentioned, you know, with our sports, it really does um, feel good that I can do that with my girls now that we can hop on the sleds and just have fun we have hot chocolate in the yard we dip into the trees in the back and it's been so much fun
0: Mm -hmm. and you have a kid sled so Stella can like go on her own or do
1: they both go uh so yeah we have a 120 a Polaris 120 and actually for Christmas Stella's getting a Skidoo 200 which I think is going to be such a fun sled I'm that's actually really fun. excited about it. Cause I think I would have a lot of fun at it. Oh, that's, <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's I awesome. could uh, take it off some of these logs and tires. Well, yeah. we're excited for the videos of those. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and then I guess like socials. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Instagram, Angelisa Edwards, and that's the same for TikTok and YouTube. Now that YouTube has Handles, which is crazy. Um, Angelisa Edwards, sweet um, and Brat. Oh, sorry, and Brat yeah. Babes, um, Brat Babes underscore official for Instagram and Brat Babes YouTube. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I will
0: link everything so people can follow and check you out. Definitely check Ange out. She is a force to be reckoned with. She pushes me in all things and gets my ass to the gym and motivates me. So definitely give her a follow and thanks for being on the
1: podcast oh my gosh well thank you this has been so much fun and such a good change up in my day yay